0: Bunsen, Dollard, Dollar. Internal, Combustion. Why do we need no. Petrie, Oscar Chris. Isaac, Transplanting, Nick.
1: Hello, mate. Hello, yeah, how you, you doing? doing? I'm <sighs> alright. I'm alright. Dog woke yeah. me up really early this morning, so I've been up for like four hours or something. Five I hours. took
0: a day. I took a day off to do my business yesterday, Steve. Your business. All my business. Yeah, because I'm your business, a busy man for your
1: papers, for your business.
0: I'm a busy man. So what? tell me, I, tell me about I, the I f- business. I want I to know fall- about the business. No, the, the it's my falling behind with my domestic and personal chores. Oh, like life admin, you mean? Yeah, I had to do life admin. I had to deal with two complaints, which I've started a long time ago. One to cross country trains and one to Virgin Media. Do you know what? Um, no,
1: neither of these things surprise me that you would have written a Stanley-worded letter of complaint to them. I'm
0: very persistent, Steve, and if I don't, if I don't get redress, if I don't get, don't, don't, if I don't get anything don't you to value mitigate your
1: own time, like, if I don't like, get,
0: if I don't get, if I don't get anything to, if I don't get anything to mitigate my disappointment, then I take strong action. So I've written, firstly, to the Rail Ombudsman about cross-country trains, of course and I've have. written to, I've written to the Ombudsman. So, so how, like the how much,
1: how much, before we go into the, <laughs> how you've been so deeply wronged, which I'm very sure is very true, just, you know, give us an idea how, how long, how much of your energy have you poured into this? Is this a kind of five hour, five <laughs> hour Steve, complaint?
0: Before I go on to that, I just want to say, Steve, for evil to triumph, all that has to happen <laughs> is good men to do nothing. And I'm sick of being walked over, especially by cross country trains, who I think are the enemy. Cross country trains, I'm going to say it now. I really dislike you and your business. Anyway, right. yeah, so I, I got delayed and I did a delay repay, and they just never sorted it out. So I thought, well, I'm not, they're not getting away with that. They're not right. getting away with it.
1: Right. It, all so it is is you, a so couple of emails. Day off.
0: <coughs> all you day off do off, is you of, write of an email. E- rare... All you do, all you do is you write an email, and then you make a note in your calendar, and then you write another email, and write another note in your calendar, and then you just fill out a form on the ombudsman. And, ha- and how much?
1: How much are we talking here for a refund? Twenty quid, it's only about twenty quid. But I want yeah.
0: hundred pounds. I've asked for hundred pounds for my time.
1: I, I think you're va- massively undervaluing your time, Nick. How much? If I, <laughs> if I, if I came to you and I wanted Professor Nick Evans you know scientific consultancy for the day, you'd be fifteen hundred, two and a half grand a day. So Probably. I think you should be asking for more.
0: Anyway, Virgin, they right even yeah. worse. <laughs> oh my I, God. I went to. I sorted my my mortgage out over the summer. By the way, fixed my rate. Very smug about that. By the way. Anyway, I went to Virgin Media and um, basically I went to get my mortgage and they didn't let me have it. And then I had to do my credit check and I found Steve a delinquent balance on my credit check, Mm. which had just been put there by Virgin. Outrage is only doesn't come close. I was very unhappy about it. So, <laughs> wait,
1: wait, so hold on. So, so they they were suggesting that you hadn't paid a Virgin Media bill at some point. Is that is that the accusation?
0: That's what. Well, no, they didn't tell me that. They just put okay. it on my credit thing. I didn't know about it. I Had no notification that there was right. a balance.
1: So, there. as far as you know, you've paid all the bills.
0: Yeah, I'm a good. I'm, I've never had. I never really have debt. Nope. I'm, a, I'm a very prudent man, as you know. <laughs> I'm not a risk taker.
1: That is very true. I. I've, I've, <laughs> I, I will support that statement. Okay, all right. So I can I can only imagine the disgust and outrage when Nick goes. Brruh, brruh, brruh,
0: brruh, brruh. Oh my god!
1: I can't believe they've done this.
0: It's so, quite serious, but it, the thing is, when that happens, it's like it happens to lots of people. It's not just me, and I reckon I'm one of the few people who make a stand. I, I, I don't
1: think, you're think one it, of the I don't, few people can be bothered. Yeah.
0: I, well, I yeah, agree. but you've got to be bothered, otherwise they carry on walking all over you. Do you know they, they they're behaving in a way which is reprehensible in my opinion? You know, hardworking people striving to take a mortgage and then they get screwed around by some cowboy media company.
1: Uh, and what was their explanation? And, it, and also,
0: I hate I don't like Richard Branson's stupid beardy face. Either. That's well, why do
1: you pay, why do you pay him any money at all? There's, well, there's, was, the, this the market was, learned, provides it, you with you know, with bountiful live, opportunities. You
0: just, well, you live and you learn, don't you, mate? You live and you learn. <laughs> so I don't touch Virgin with a barge pole anymore. Anyway, we should we should tweet Virgin and um, Cross Country, and when we put this podcast out, this <laughs> <Well, listen, laughs> maybe this they, is, this is it, the real vitriol. Like, maybe it'll be like on Watchdog. When they kind of get, oh, and you, do you know what I mean? They get them on for an interview and they're all apologetic. Mm. And yeah, well, and, you can, and, and you
1: can be that really annoying um, news article when they cut to a dowdy man in the kitchen and you can be him going, well, that's exactly what happened to me. Insert, yeah. po- insert yeah,
0: anecdote. Yeah. I am that man, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, right, I want to tell you about bacteria and stuff.
1: Bacteria and stuff.
0: Yeah, because, I know a little you know, bit about bacteria. I'm I'm moving into a world of bacteria now in my research.
1: All right, you've so, had enough of had enough of people, and you want to go and bacteria. help Pro, prokaryotes.
0: Prokaryotes, yeah, it's the way forward. I've not really. I did for my in my undergraduate degree, I did a project on bacteria. So it's kind of mm. like returning to an old topic and friend of interest, but like an old flame. <clears throat> yeah, and one of the things that my colleagues are doing, not necessarily yeah. me at the moment, they're trying to break biofilms have you heard of biofilms right, yes yes nasty things they're problematic because they can cause infections and they tend to um form on things that you interface with the body like um ureth stents catheter tubes things like that yeah things that you have in a hospital for helping you breathe so they So, infect your... so
1: just w- what is a biofilm nick
0: it's like a, a big mat of bacteria Usually bacteria, maybe some other organisms living together in kind of a big mesh, a big blob. And they build it. So they build like a little house around themselves. All right. So they form this kind of slobby thing. And, it, and so it's how, really how hard. is that
1: how is that different to just individual bacteria?
0: Because they can work together, so they form this kind of structure. So and that's gang, that's they what they gang I, up like, like gang Virgin up.
1: Media did on you.
0: And that's what and when they gang up, they become stronger. You can't kill them as easily. Right. What I wanted to talk to you about is about that, and okay. it's about the cool things that some of them do because they they can basically the reason usually they fly they they swim around a lot of the bugs. So the the the, the famous one is called um, pseudomonas. Um, well, I can't remember what ergonosa Aerego, I think it's called. Mm. So it's kind of like a um, hospital acquired infection, and usually they swim around as single cells. But when they get when they get really dense, if there's a lot of them about, they suddenly switch. And the way that they switch is through this thing called quorum sensing. Oh, I've heard but it's of that. It's not really very complicated. All they do is they make a lot of a stuff called an auto inducer. Some papers they call it a pheromone. It's a chemical that they all make, and when that chemical reaches like a threshold concentration, they respond and totally change their behaviour. So then they all start to behave in a totally different way. So they go from like a free living form to like making. Sludge to live in and starting to become nastier making proteins that are going to be nastier for your body. So they can understand. They can kind of talk to each other and work out when there's so, enough. So, there's so a big it's enough like gag. a massive.
1: It's like a big WhatsApp chat where they say, "Now's the time to act," kind of thing. Yeah,
0: like a, like a flash mob. Yeah. So suddenly they <laughs> flash suddenly flash you know they all come together and at critical density they take out trombones and trumpets and they do a really hideous, horrible thing at some cancer <laughs> station. That's sort yeah, of right.
1: It. Okay. Yeah. In 2010. Yeah, I remember
0: those. Anyway, so they're nasty for that respect, so they're really interesting. They form on things like ship's hulls as well, and they're actually really damaging. They can degrade metal and all kinds of nasty things, so they're really important not only in medicine but also in industry. Anyway, what I wanted to talk to you about was not that, but these crazy ones that live in symbiosis, in like a a third eye of a squid. Have you heard about this? Never oh my god it's like,
1: I, pretty I, before you do i once wrote a grant on biofilms and i was laughed out of the um we have this like people that kind of read your grants for you and say um uh whether they think it'll be funded whether it's important in my department and they said it was just like, like why are you wasting your time on biofilms this was in like 2009 or something and um and I've and and they're really trendy now, which is well. You know, you're
0: you're obviously ahead of your time, Steve. I Basically,
1: like David Bowie, aren't I? Of science, you, you like anyway. it's a little
0: Elon Musk?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should have put some Maybe of your I own should money. Just in. introduce you myself yourself. on that. Yeah.
1: Hi, I'm the Elon Musk of science. <laughs> nice to meet you.
0: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well,
1: annoying and right to share overly overly share on Twitter. Yeah, that's me. Sorry, anyway, this saying?
0: this squid is called the bobtail squid. Everyone who works on biofilms would have heard of it. Okay, and it's called. Euprimna scalopes, right? Okay, Lives so is this, in this, this is, I'm just,
1: okay, in Hawaii, is it, just how big is it? With just a normal Hawaii. size squid?
0: Just a normal, I don't really know. I mean, okay. I haven't seen it next to a 2p pence, so I've just seen pictures on the internet. I've never seen one. I think it, I'd say it's squid size. Yeah. So it's kind of like smaller- About the, the size of a cat. That's, that's what, what I'm thing. imagining. Okay. Yeah, yeah, something like that.
1: Well, because like squids can be huge, can't they? So or tiny, I'm just trying to figure out. It's not it a
0: giant out. squid, it's, an, yeah. it's a kind of a, a your regular commonal garden squid, probably. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, lives in Hawaii. But anyway, it's got this crazy symbiosis with a bacteria. Bacterium is called Vibrio Fisheri. Some mm-hmm. people call it Ali Vibrio now. It's fussy about these genus names, bacteriologists. You know. Anyway, but what it does is it luminesces. So when it gets when there's enough of them together, of mm. this particular bacteria, Vibrio Fishery. Fisheri, they um they start to produce um they start to produce luciferase and they start to glow because they produce a, a chemiluminescent um, molecule. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. People who've gone abroad may have seen phosphorescence in the sea. You move your arm and things glow in the water. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Poets talked about it. Coleridge talked about it in Rime of the Ancient Mariner. All kinds of examples. There's loads of stuff in the sea which luminesces. But this particular one, when you get enough of them, they start to just glow very brightly. Okay, cool. Anyway, this crazy bacteria has built up this symbiotic relationship with this squid, which I, you know, you y- this bobtail squid, basically. Mm. And it has this interaction where, early on in the development of the squid, this bacterium starts to colonize um, this sort of strange organ, third eye, in the squid mantle. You know, you imagine the squid with that kind of head bit sticking up, yeah, crazy, pointy head, like head. alien yeah. alien head. Yeah. Yeah, It's sort of in the middle of that, you know. Like imagine sort of a. Well, it's, it's not
1: really an eye, is it? It's
0: not, it's not really an eye, but it has many similar properties to an eye. It's like almost a bit primitive, like a primitive eye. Okay. And that's another interesting <coughs> story. But anyway, and it develops about two to four hours after the squid's developing, it starts to colonize it. And then these little cilia inside, little sort of hair cells, you know, you've seen these cells which have these wavy fingers that mm. beat around, starts to beckon, draw in. Like the, the dove from above? Like the dove from above, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Some '90s references coming out now. Sorry, folks. Anyway, so the, it comes in to the squid and it starts to colonise the eye, and then the squid kind of looks after it. It sort of tends it. And if there's any bacteria there which aren't the right ones or they don't glow, mm. they kind of get beaten out of existence. So, so it will specifically. Sorry, t-
1: so hang on. So, so the so the squid. Selects for the glowy bacteria and not yeah, for other only, bacteria. It will
0: only let in one. St- it's actually really strains, not just species. Yeah. Bacteria have different strain with strains within a species because they've got slightly different genetics, right. and it will only let, allows particular ones in. It. How does it know? That- no one knows how it knows. Really? Huh. So, That's and really I looked. The first paper I read was, um, like in. I think it was from about 2011 and I thought well they must know by now. So I found a review from just last year still don't know. It still says the mechanism or mechanisms underlying the contribution of luminescence to colonization persistent remains unknown.
1: But they were, but so but they know it selects it because presumably if you get the if you if you culture the bacteria that are in that third eye then they're all of one type. So
0: Yeah, well also they they take one and they they get rid of that gene for luciferase and it right. won't colonize it. It won't let it also, oh, it's light in, so so it's actually, light related. Okay, fine. Well, it may. It's probably they don't know. I thought right. it would be light related, but there may be lots of other things going on downstream. Right, kind of. of course, yeah. So, so you can't rule so out l-
1: Luciferase. Famous is the is the is the is the enzyme that's in fireflies. It's the yeah, same. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's an
0: enzyme, and there's there's another chemical floating around, and it actually catalyzes the reaction of a non-glowy chemical into a glowy chemical. So yeah. that's the reason that fireflies' is, arse is glow. <clears throat> anyway, the squid so it uses this, so so it's got this kind of glowing eye. So do you know Can what you it see uses it? it for? Can you see
1: it? Is it glow right, that much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know so what got, it uses? So it's it for? got. Uh, do you know what? I bet. I, is it a? Um, it's a search <laughs> lamp, isn't it?
0: It's not a search lamp. No. Uh, Shall so I tell you? Gone in. So they get predated these squid, and they swim in seas which are kind of deep, but not that Wait, deep.
1: But but so so when you see the squid. It looks like it's wearing a head torch, is what you're saying.
0: I, you know what I've never seen one. Oh I saw come video, on I saw how can we do this without seeing the videos? It's, it's quite a dim light, so you can probably right. if any I've seen fireflies and they're yeah. bright but quite dim. <laughs> so you only see them in the dark. Yeah or of when course. it's really dark. Yeah, but this is look on, look lives under the bright, water. So if you saw one flying around now, then I mean if anyone's seen Amazon's Rings of Power, <laughs> um, the kind of mystery character that maybe Gandalf, maybe it's Sarah, maybe it's Saruman. He's sort of playing with them, so you can sort of see how bright them are. Anyway, look, so the reason they use them is because these squids swim around in these sort of warm seas, and when they're swimming around, they can cast a shadow, all right, and predators can spot them swimming above them because of the shadow against the sort of, you know, the moonlit sky. So basically the squid switches on this lamp to get rid of its shadow or to make it look like it's sort of light rippling oh, from
1: the I'm not surface. sure I believe that. <laughs> Cuz <'Cause laughs> why wouldn't did. you just swim from underneath?
0: I don't know, maybe they've got to swim there to catch the And food
1: then and then of course like but the light doesn't switch on exactly when it's going over. Oh, I don't know. I think that's rubbish. I'm not believing it's that as It's all a the second. time
0: in the dark. Yeah, it's on all the time. That's what that's what all the papers say. Anyway, so it's a really fascinating story. So it's a good example. So the quorum sensing, they have to get to a particular density before it even switches on. Right. So the squid has obviously evolved with this thing. God knows how. So is, is I mean, that a biofilm?
1: Is that a biofilm in its weird eye?
0: I, I think it's. I, that's a good question. I'm not sure whether you'd define it as a biofilm. Kind of, yeah, probably, because there's all kinds of matrices. around right? It makes matrix, and actually the squid makes this hard stuff for it to live in. So it's kind of a biofilm which is partially bacteria-made and partially okay. squid-made. Sounds disgusting. It is quite disgusting. Anyway, if you want to read Imagine more if about a
1: bacteria this... lived in your forehead and, had, and, and you made some <laughs> disgusting gloop out of your body for it to live That'd
0: be pretty in. Pretty cool, wouldn't it? You walk around, you wouldn't need to get those expensive um, head torches anymore, would you, when you're going in the shed at night? Anyway, there's a couple of good papers. One by Sebastian Verma and um, Tim Miyashiro on quorum sensing in squid symbiosis. And um, so, what kind another... of
1: experiments do they do with a squid? Are they like putting small amounts in? They're putting different bacteria in. Like what? Probably. The... Yeah. Probably.
0: I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the other paper I wanted to name check was Visick and Stab, Karen Visick and Eric Stab, and that's um about how they um how this sort of partnership develops. so it's really fascinating um discovered in the 70s and um the bacterium is named after a german called bernard fischer and uh, what's the name of the bacteria again um the bacterium is called vibrio fischeri uh, okay and, and the squid is a bobtail squid
1: and do, do any other squids behave have similar behavior or is this
0: i think there are i think there are but i couldn't i haven't dug that deep Steve. okay I haven't dug that deep.
1: Well, that's really interesting.
0: Fascinating it's it's fascinating example of symbiosis. In the club.
1: it glow blue
0: blurb. Blub, blurb, blurb, blurb. Oh, sorry I can't do the fiddy
1: voice I've, uh, I've been teaching at the moment Nick uh, you're like you,
0: this, you right? teaching poor bugger
1: yeah I know and um, so I'm there right and for some reason one of the idiosyncrasies of Cambridge University one of the many is that um it's uh lectures start at 5 past the hour right
0: so so that everyone... is very that is very um what's the word eccentric
1: yeah so everyone's there
0: at like so my lectures
1: start at 12 so I'm there about 10 2 because I got to make sure everything's working and all the all the stuff's ready to go and everyone kind of f- shuffles in and anyway so I'm kind of waiting around at the front of the the lectern while everyone's kind of shuffling in and I was like, "Oh, I'm getting a bit bored." I was like, "Oh, this, the, the, like, I have anyone's ever looked in these drawers." So I'm like having a little look through the drawers <laughs> while I'm waiting for people to come in, just because I want to pass the time. <laughs> looked, open one drawer, Nick. Slid it open. Do you know what I found? VHS I of VHS Wallace video. and Gromit: The Curse of the <laughs> Were Rabbit.
0: <laughs> and I was like, uh, it's like "I mean, be just, let's be let's be honest. It's not a high it's not, it's not a high value item. It's the sort of thing. It's going to be just." ballast isn't it yeah but it's
1: not i mean it's not particularly i mean this is a this is a lecture theater of natural sciences at cambridge university there's a little vhs of Wallace and gromit i couldn't believe it oh well
0: But the well, thing
1: is nick please. it's still there none of the students had any idea
0: so well, you actually you actually raised it you brought it up
1: no 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 it's still in the drawer i just found it
0: it's it's still in the drawer steve so you left it there but you didn't tell the you didn't you didn't no. say to your class hello students i've just got Wallace and Gromit no no it didn't do that
1: i, I don't <laughs> no, think i right, would yeah. handle it what i have found for the students right so they are very as you'd imagine the students at cambridge are very are very studious they're very they take it very seriously and yeah. and and one of i suppose my my kind of um uh, encouragements to them is to try and enjoy what we're teaching them a little bit more rather than just focusing so wholly on on exam performance which is what you know, why they got
0: to Cambridge, probably,
1: and you know, and, and so I try and kind of engage them a little bit, right? Just to try and you know, create you know, that the, the, oh, the, you you know, they like, can understand.
0: Are you like the wacky teacher? You like I the wouldn't say I'm teacher?
1: wacky, but I figured it out, right? <laughs> I've t- taught this course now for five years, and right. I've told an anecdote for the past couple right. of years. Same, the
0: anecdote,
1: same anecdote, same, anecdote. but this year I told them I was going to tell them an anecdote before I told them said anecdote. Oh, this yeah. they First time ever, got a laugh.
0: Oh, really? What happens so, in the anecdote? So, so I think no, I, I,
1: we'll have to save that for a future podcast because it's just. It's too not funny. about
0: finding a, a Wallace and Gromit VHS, <laughs> is it? No, it's <laughs> it's science
1: related. But anyway, like I think they're so normally so worried that something might not be on the on the exam. When I say to them, "Right, I'm going to tell you a little anecdote now," they can like switch that off and go, oh, "Thank God, we can just listen to him now, right?" Like without having to worry whether something's going to be on the exam. Yeah. And they can enjoy That's it, nice. and they
0: laughed. That's good, man. That's good. Mm. Well done, Steve. I'm sure you're a very engaging and exciting teacher. Whatever. Enough. <laughs> no, I'm sure you are. Anyway. Oh, good stuff. That sounds fun. How's your... I just wanted to ask about your hero, Steve. Which one? How's the, Elon. How are you feeling about your hero? Yeah. Elon. Elon. Lord Elon. Just for listeners. So, yeah. hello, everybody. Uh, today, Twitter... He's posted something on Twitter with a grave, and people are all... And it really annoys. I had a look on Twitter. Everything, oh, uh, uh, Twitter may be shut. Uh, if you don't see me again, oh, dude, it's been really nice. And you can <laughs> oh, my God, me. I can't believe it. Uh, 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 just, uh, oh, where's my, my food? My final post. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. This is, I mean, it reminds me why I hate Twitter and why I want it to die. <laughs> anyway, well, how do what, you feel? What are about you asking? Him? Well, you love him, and I think he's a total wrong un. So I just wondered whether you still loved him
1: well i, I oh yeah, I do kind of oh i i, I yeah i do yeah,
0: okay fair there's on. no just check no i think I
1: think um, Twitter was spending four hundred dollars a day per person on food, it was losing four million pounds a day
0: mm. it's well, not sustainable is it not really no and if you, if, you, it, if he... you spent
1: four b forty four <laughs> billion on anything. I'd be pissed off if I was spending four hundred dollars a day. I think
0: he bought I think he now he realises he bought it by mistake. <laughs> I think he realised that's We've come strange. on holiday by mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. I I put a count. Ca- so listeners, Steve and I occasionally talk about Elon Musk because I think mm. I I really dislike the guy. I think he's a dangerous narcissist. But I've I've made a I said to Steve, Okay, well, you know, tell me what you think in another ten years. So I've actually made a note in my outlook for ten years time just uh-huh. to, it's it's like an Elon Musk update reminder like a little a little time a little time what do you call them the things that you put under a building with oh a time capsule in, a little time capsule to open in the future Nick, I've
1: I've been a fan of Elon since we lived in Menlo Park and he worked in Menlo Park
0: I know yeah uh, I
1: know like, I've, I'm 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 a long time fan not I'm not Mid-mire, one of these fanboys that jump in on the bandwagon
0: No you're a like you want the original you're like the people who bought 2112 when it came out. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should we no. move on Let's from do this that. prattling? <laughs>
1: About Christmas, we're in a mincy month.
0: We are in a mincy month, and I we have had three mincy months. By. I haven't had one. I've haven't had
1: l- you've had the first of the season, I, New had, a posh one. I had a right. posh
0: one in some kind of shop. I can't remember where it was now, but it was very nice. So it's one of those shallow ones where you've yeah. got a high pastry to mince ratio, right? Yeah, so it was kind of a naughty one. I do yeah. like the deep filled ones as well. But this was a nice. Well, I love dusted I love lightly Christmas.
1: with icing sugar. We've got, and sugar. We're going to do, do a Christmas pod this year, aren't we?
0: Have we got a date down for that yet? We should talk about yeah, I that date. So. Yeah, it's
1: we Stop boring if <laughs> Without admin. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited about Christmas. Um, but before Christmas every year, the thing that happens in our household is that it's my partner's birthday uh, next week on oh, Friday. Oh, yeah. And we're going on away Friday. for the weekend. Where are you going? Um, we are going to uh, the New Forest. Oh, you can down here! Yeah, I try and. So you're coming boys. to see us? No, I'm not. No.
0: Why not? <laughs> Literally, you're not. You're coming down to where I live, and you're not <laughs> dropping in. We might for I mean, a cup of tea. How about that? Pretty out. Pretty outrageous. Anyway, where are you going in the New Forest?
1: I don't know. I haven't organised. I haven't organised. You haven't, any book, you haven't booked anything. No, no, no. It's booked. I just haven't been where involved in the booking. I don't know.
0: Oh, she's booked it. Okay. Yeah. So you've got no idea where you're going.
1: No.
0: Oh dear, dear, dear.
1: Yeah, because the next question you'd ask me, like, what road am I going to take to get there? That's am thing. You're one thing, of those yeah. people.
0: Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, you don't wanna go that way. Take the A33. <laughs>
1: You're going <coughs> where? Anyway, well, that's not what I want to talk to you. Anyway, so so my my mother contacted me the other day, and she wanted to buy um uh my girlfriend a present, and so she's so she suggested a couple of things for me, and I was, and um one of the things she's gonna that's going to arrive today from John Lewis from my mother is like a piece of jewelry that's made of sterling silver. Um, yeah, and I was like. What is sterling silver? You know, I've heard the name, right?
0: <laughs> I don't and know. So- I don't know. It's exactly. silver, isn't it? Just
1: silver. No, it's not. So um, sterling silver. And so I had a quick look into this and then I got I went down a bit of a kind of silver rabbit hole. So, so yeah. sterling silver is essentially it's an alloy made with another metal. Nearly always it's copper. And the so it's reason cheap
0: silver it's cheap, it's cheap, nasty silver. No, no, it's not. Uh.
1: Che- it's not necessarily cheap. I mean, the reason you alloy it is because um, so, so silver by itself is one of the very few elemental metals that actually doesn't react with oxygen very readily. So, so you actually find it in its metallic form. Gold is another yeah. example of that. Right. So most it metal,
0: does graduate. Silver's a bit more reactive because you have to polish it.
1: Well, that's kind of the point, right? But that's not silver oxide that you polish. So that, that kind of black, oh, really? black sludge that you typically get on silver and specifically sterling silver is is uh is silver sulfide really which typically reacts for or or the other way it can form silver oxide can form via um reaction with ozone um but but typically yeah it's from 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 kind of particulates and pollution and sulfates in the air really so it's yeah. just
0: crap depositing impurities depositing no, no. on the it's sl-
1: not impurity it's sulfites in the air reacting oh. with it with, uh, right, with, right, right. with the with the silver to form but silver it's kind sulfide.
0: of it's kind of pollution which is reacting exactly not oxygen right yeah,
1: yeah 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 so most 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 metals exist in their ore form and you know we have to put generally put heat into to kind of to liberate the metal um but and, and silver by itself is actually quite so, soft material a little bit like gold gold is yeah. Um and so for for basically for thousands of years really <clears throat> and there's a huge actually debate on why it's even called sterling silver some people think that it's a reference to when william the conqueror um initially started making coins there was star, they were made of a, a silver alloy um that had stars on and they think that's why but there's lots of different what's that
0: of, got to do with sterling what's sterling mean though what does ster- it mean i think
1: it's related related to star like
0: ah, um, right okay
1: um, so I think that's the oh, well, but there's a, there's a few different competing hypotheses. That's not what I want to kind of talk about, but but yes. Yeah, so anyway, I was like like you know, so I was like, okay, well, why the chemistry of that's quite interesting. And then I kind of started thinking about, well, you know, are there any other kind of um, alloys of silver that kind of we should have heard of right you know sterling silver is one of them and there's loads nick there's loads of different alloys there's one and they're all they're all got because because it's been around because it doesn't require any much chemistry to liberate it we've known about it for thousands of years and so actually there's quite a lot of old history and kind of like with all of the different alloys so a good one is electrum which is an alloy of gold and silver um which you can find in the you know just in the ground um in fact it's you know it goes back to um uh, in fact it was decorated of various kind of egyptian um tombs, so you know th- you know th- thousands of years bc where they found some of this electrum.
0: I think I remember that when you mine gold and things often you get they, the gold they find silver in the same place if I remember rightly yeah it's exactly so they sort that, of mine it together
1: yeah you find it's very common for for the reasons I'm suggesting so normally you have so you know you can have you, you, as water it dissolves in water to some extent and as it goes through rock and things you can things crash out and exactly the, the it's unreactivity to air and to oxygen in the air means that you know that you find in the same place and quite often this kind of this this alloy called electrum um is sometimes referred to as kind of green gold because because where you can quite, it sometimes you form some of the some of the oxides and and um, compounds that are formed to kind of kind of form green um right, but yeah right anyway okay god's got so then I went a bit further. I was like, "Wow, okay, um, isn't?" And then, I, and then I'd read somewhere that silver has kind of antibacterial properties. Right? Oh
0: yeah, 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 it is used. Yeah, and it's kind it of not?
1: interesting what you were talking about earlier. Nanoparticles—they
0: um, use it in dressings, wound dressings, and things. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, that, that, <clears> so I was looking into this and the, the kind of various medical uses for um, silver. Um, and you know, like you say, they, quite a lot of them are topical, so they are. Um, you know, they basically put um them on wound dressings as you said to be able to so so it can, can kill bacteria near the, near the wound um yeah. and then a couple of and then other things though that were used um to purify water by the russians on the mere station in the 90s was a way that for example similar kinds of things i was like oh do you want to be ingesting large amounts of silver i was like oh, surely that can't be good for you mm. and um so anyway c- c- so there's a disease associated with this suggesting um Large amounts of silver. Uh, it's typically, colloidal silver is how people quite often get this. Um, called right. Algeria, uh, which is the disease that that basically turns your skin irreversibly blue.
0: Right? Bloody hell! Yeah. What's it so, called again?
1: Algeria. A R G Y.
0: Is this where the Smurfs came from? <laughs> I like don't know, but o- but
1: honestly, right? I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna share share this with you because uh, look look how gr- look how blue this person
0: is. Oh my <laughs> god Nuts, i mean that doesn't look healthy yeah like so me so actually
1: a, there are some heavy there are night few, out. yeah <laughs> so no anyway, i mean it really turns your <laughs> and there's a couple of famous people one A called paul Paul Carrison, who's an American who basically claimed. Yeah. Um, That colloidal silver was like cured him of a a series of um, uh, dermatitis and acid refluxes, but it turned his skin. He looks like a smurf. He looks like a he looks like a looks like someone from a from the kind of Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of thing.
0: Good God.
1: Um, And um, what's really kind of interesting is there is a there's a famous case of um, a uh, libertarian party politician in the US guy called Stan Jones. Right, um and he was the Governor for Montana in two thousand to two thousand and eight right, and he famously is one of the things he 's known for is he 's got this kind of bluey gray skin tone, and that 's because he take he took um colloidal silver um, uh, as a it, it was an under he undertook like taking a course of colloidal silver um in response to his fears about the y two k problem that would make antibiotics unavailable, so he was like. <laughs> So he's I like.
0: Mean, he's a crazy man. Then he's a he's crazy a man. A,
1: he's a bit of a crazy man, but <laughs> but he's like. So you know, you can imagine. So it does have antibacterial properties. But they've all basically been completely superseded by, you know, antibiotics, which are actually chemically targeting bacteria. Whereas essentially the kind of mechanism of action of colloidal uh, and kind of silver nanoparticles mm-hmm. essentially kind of inter- is this um, that kind of uh, interacts with the surface of bacteria and pops them basically. Yeah, just it's not sticky. completely understood. So yeah.
0: just sort of sticky and uncomfortable. Yeah, so it's, it's like called it's called
1: olig- oligodynamic effect. They don't really so understand th-
0: it. Gra- throwing gravel on them or something yeah something yeah. we just I don't really know to die. but the point is you okay. can imagine
1: that that's very that's distinct from taking a drug that's designed yeah, to yeah. specifically target a bit of the b- bacterial has anyone told
0: donald trump about this <laughs> silver ingestion thing? well people have um <laughs> there, there was is, a there, fa- is there is there any metal which turns you orange
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point i don't know about that there's um you can get this you can get a disease if you have too much silver in your in, sorry, so much copper in your diet. We—it's uh, called like Fleisch.
0: Uh, I forget what it's called, but you can, you get a little silvery. Get, they're called they're called Fle- Fleisch Fleischmann rings. Ring. It's called the disease is called Wilson's disease, mm. and I know about this, and it's a disease of copper transport. So you you have end this, up with these uh, little
1: sparkly uh, rings around you have your a, eyes. Don't you, you?
0: Have a, you have a protein in your bloodstream which transports copper. And if you have a mutation in it, you can't transport copper properly and so the copper builds up in your eyes. But well, I think Wilson's disease causes liver damage. That's yeah. its main path- pathology. Fleischmann's so- <laughs> rings are the things which you, you can diagnose it. You can sort of tell someone's got it. Yeah. yeah. It's the type of thing that comes up on house
1: all the time. Um, Does it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um but anyway, this guy so, so it's interesting that the the um um the the, the uh the, the kind of the um the antibacterial properties of colloidal silver <laughs> were in fact read their ugly head only kind of recently when people were trying to claim they were had kind of anti um uh covid properties, which of course they absolutely do not. Um no. but um but uh people were trying to, you know, flog them um, and try and and talk about how powerful they were at kind of killing COVID, which there's just there's almost no evidence to it. And and to be fair, a lot of a lot of the kind of the, 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 the although silver is used from these kind of topical ointments and basically everything else that had typically been used for is all kind of outdated science now. Antibiotics beats everything. But what's really interesting, this uh, Algeria, no no known cure of any kind, and it happens to so so it was initially diagnosed with people that worked in around kind of silver factories and mines where they it would just be in the air a lot yeah um but you you go irreversibly blue real life oh, smurfs
0: God. oh wrong well, they real life smurfs well i'll look out for them next time i'm wandering down Shirley high street in southampton yeah. <laughs> steve stephen that was great i've just yeah. had i just wanted update. i wanted a, i wanted to give you i wanted to, i wanted to give you an update i wanted to give you a complaints update
1: complaints update fantastic
0: i've had a res- during the podcast i've had a response oh so that's rail why you weren't paying attention to me i've had a, i've had a response from the rail ombudsman right. are you ready for this on further review into the nature of your complaint there are elements that we may be able to look into we've requested a response from the rail service provider it's progressing steve the complaint is progressing like
1: this is a toothless <laughs> toothless <laughs> um Organization that for some reason you think I just want to it say gives, again it gives, it gives normal people the perception <laughs> that they have some power. Like, do you really think Southern Rail gives a shit, Nick? They don't care about you, they're not Southern
0: Rail, it's cross country oh, rail, whatever. They're and all And anyway. Awful. I just want to say it again, right? I hate you, cross country <laughs> trains. Your staff are very nice. I like the staff, they're doing the best they can. You mm. are a horrible company that treats your passengers like dirt. I just, I've got, I've just got it off my off my chest there that's not libel, is it i'm free to say that if i want yeah i think so i mean yeah okay good
1: well um I, do you know what nick i i hope that you invest many many more hours into this <laughs> quest to get 50 quid back or whatever it is um and and that it brings you joy and happiness
0: it's just just i'm just doing my bit steve i'm doing my <laughs> bit i'm trying to make the well, world a better place if not other just people for me but for others
1: To segue that, then, if anybody else would like to do their bit and help us a bit, what they can do is they can help us with uh, by sharing the podcast on social media and by interacting with us on so on on the Twitters while it still still exists. exists. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm
0: I'm the Evans Lab,
1: and I'm at Steve the Chemist. And you can just you can tweet us directly at the Science Shed. Um, But until next time,
0: you can also find us on Facebook. If the world starts to end so we, we are there but don't we don't worry. Really We we're
1: we, we we're an agile in, we're a living organism Nick we just adapt it's not those which are the strongest that survive it's those most willing to adapt to change
0: yeah absolutely absolutely anyway it's been great um, having you with us um, yeah we love doing this we love having listeners so just keep tuned in and uh, we'll hopefully catch up with you again soon bye bye Bunsen, Dolly, internal, why do we need Patrick, Oscar, Isaac, transplanting,